Greetings, this is Brother Leroy with Carries of the Covenant Ministries Faith Bites. And I want to thank you for taking out of your busy schedule to be with us. And I'm going to ask you to bless, be a blessing to us by contacting the medium, whatever medium it be, Facebook, YouTube, uh, a different podcast. Let them know that we've been a blessing to you and it does affect our uh, all the stuff that they do with numbers and computers. It affects how we can be more effective on the World Wide Web. And I want to give a special thanks to my partners and friends and loved ones who support us through their prayers, their love, and their financial offerings. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. The Spirit of God is here. I thank you. The Spirit of God is in your word. I thank you, Father. It's your word that destroys the anointing, excuse me, destroys the yoke. And it is the word that causes us to come into the place of walking in victory in every area of our life. We've been talking about our title of my message is Faithful Prosperity. Our foundational truth is as a born again believer, we are redeemed from the curse of the law and are heirs to Abraham's blessing and God's promises of prosperity. You know, I found out that after I got born again, I was not just born again and I was just not redeemed, but I was redeemed from I will know. I was separated from, had been paid. Uh, the price had been paid for, so that I could come in to the life that God has for us. Now, uh, you know, I share in Romans eight uh, eight two how the scripture says, "Be not conformed to this world, and and uh, excuse me, don't allow yourself to be conformed by this world." And Amplified says, "Don't allow yourself to be." pressured into the ways in other words this world has its own system this world has its way of thinking acting eating uh, just the whole character of this world if you allow it the the, uh, the world will uh, conform you to its image of what you should be for example the world I've had this said to me and it's a, one of the biggest lies as a black man the the world system would say you can't I as a black man I can't be so many different things from being faithful to my wife to a good father to be, be a good provider to be a, a good believer to be a good man just on down the line the world would say this is what you have to be. You have to conform to this. But see, the scripture tells me not to be conformed. But the only way that I cannot be conformed is to know the word of God. You know, we read, we told you how uh, Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart. Remember, we talked about the inner man, how the scripture says the soul sows the word and, and, and it says in, in the heart a man, but that you had to go to bed, get up, go to bed, get up, go to bed. And then we bring forth the fruit. And then, you know, because we share it. Remember, we live in this earth realm and the scripture says there's seed time and harvest. And as long as the earth remains, there will always be seed time and harvest. So if, if and it talks, it uses that given a natural illustration, but that is also the spiritual uh, illustration. So in a natural, if I plant a seed and I do all the appropriate things, I will get a crop. And so therefore, as a believer, you have to sow the word of God and do all the proper things. And when you do the proper things, have your heart right, say the right things, act the right and continue to feed yourself. There would, there will come a time uh, that you will get the result. I remember when I first got saved, I started ministering at a place at, uh, called Sunshine Mission. 
and they had a half hour service. And when I finished ministering at that half hour service, I would drive home and go to bed and I was not worth anything. My wife knew that on that particular Sunday, uh, when I got home, she, she, didn't, she didn't have to be concerned about getting ice cream, going out, or me doing a peep. Well, see, that was those years later. I've I've had I've I've had opportunities where it took me a couple hours to drive, then the service was three, four hours long, and and then drive, and I was still as fresh as when I started out because why? My spirit, seed, time, and harvest of planting the word of God, and we we share with you how the scripture says a strong spirit will sustain a man in a time of trouble. Now I want to give you the definition of prosperity again. Advance or gain in any good thing. I'm going to just leave it right there. So as a believer, we're to prosper in anything that is good. The definition of rich. It means wealth, opulent, possessing a large portion of land, good or money. Or this, I like this, or a larger proportion than is common to other men or to men of like right. Uh, they, I, used to, I used to do a certain uh, handle uh, service work, emergency, and I remember some, um, people, were, people uh, guys were sitting around and talking, and they were saying, uh, you know, it's, somebody gave me a dollar, and, somebody, and they said, well, what about you? Well, um, maybe I could have framed it right, but I said, well, I've had people give me $50, and they were like, I don't believe that. Well, I didn't tell them I had people give me more than $50 sometimes. I mean, because why? As a believer. But see, this, this, this is good. This is good. The definition of a larger portion than is common to other men alike, right? The scripture says that tells us, and we're going to get to that scripture. It tells me as a believer, I am to be the lender and not the borrower. So in other words, I, I know uh, I had a message some years ago. It was called, uh, it, 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 the title asked a question. Are you in the remnant? The re, a remnant in, is always a small proportion compared to the overall. Joshua and Caleb were a remnant of the, of the 12. They were two out of 10. God had, I think, uh, I, I, okay, uh, jo not Joshua, um, what's his name? It wasn't Joshua. Um, his name doesn't come to me now. But, uh, uh, but you, there was just a particular person in the Bible, I'll say it that way. He had 3,000 men. God had him take 300 men. So 300 out of 3,000 was a remnant. And, and actually the scriptures said, Jesus said this, when I come back, will I find faith? So God once has asked a question. In essence, he knows that when he comes back, there will not be, there will not be as many as he desire to be in faith. But if you do not renew your mind and if you not have not have heard it, you will be one of that remnant. Now, I, I 
I'm going to read it again from the King James Bible and the Amplified. And I'm going to get to it this time. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For we, excuse, for, um, 2 Corinthians, shoot, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency and in all things may abound to every good work. Okay, this is the Amplified, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, the Amplified. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance, so that you may, look, always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be, self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. So think about the Shriners. That's a, that's that's good. Salvation Army. That that's a good. Uh, you know, different uh, the Red Cross. That that's good. There's different organizations who could use finances, and you could be one. And actually, you should be one. I should be one to be able to give to those causes because they are good. Uh, you, you know, because I, I, I think about that. I believe it's the, sh uh, the Shriners and there's some others uh, where people, they charge the children's, they charge the parents nothing. That's good. That is good. You, you know, they're uh, even, you know, uh, even given to help save the elephant or save the dogs in your community. That is good. And that's where we're supposed to be. Uh, now, you know, I, I mentioned how so many times the, uh, uh, the, the, the world and believers, they find uh, in a verse or uh, they searched. Actually, the, you know, the Bible talks about money, an abundance of money. It talks about money more than it does about heaven. But yet what people do is they find those small verses, few verses that that have a, at first glance seem like a negative and they live in that negative or they take that negative to them. You know, my mother used to my mother used to she used to whip us. You know, she didn't uh, she used to beat us. Uh, she she probably get in trouble in today's world. But she, when she got done, you know, she had been there. OK, well. What we are to do. Uh, before when she got ready to to discipline us, I tried to come up with every good thing that I, Mama. I took out the trash when you told me last week. Uh, uh, you know, Mama, when I was, uh, uh, you you know, I didn't slam the door. Uh, you know, Mama, I washed all the dishes. I came up now. I, all you know, all I may not slam the door two out of uh, one out of three times, but everything that was to my benefit, maybe to ease the punishment. I reminded her of that. So when I go to the scripture, I tried, I look for what is good. I don't look for something that, that is con condemning me about uh, 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 where I shouldn't prosper. I look for scripture that tells me I should prosper. I look for scripture that tells me I should be healed. I look for scripture that tells me I can please God. And that is the way it should be in your life. Second, uh, second Timothy six ten. Read, hear what I'm saying here. For the 
love of money is a root of all kinds of evil and by craving it some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs oh it says for the love of money money is not evil but you know think I, i've seen about this you can make anything evil you can make uh, you you can make a pencil evil. You know, uh, uh, you you can make a if it's natural, you can make it evil if you give the 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 uh, wrong place to it. You know, I, I've you know, I've worked with guys that it, as soon as it stops raining, they go out and dry their car off. You you know, I I know people that that had uh, especially men, they would have uh uh cars that uh you they wouldn't let people ride. You couldn't hardly ride in. I, matter of fact, I, I can think of a case where a woman's husband left her because she loved that furniture so much that the man could not come home and sit down in his own home anywhere he wanted to go. See, she made that furniture evil. I mean, her husband bought the furniture for her, but she loved the furniture so that uh, she did not want her husband to, to touch that furniture. Now, I want my my mother, my grandmother didn't make uh, didn't make her furniture evil. But I used to wonder we had this front room furniture and she had it covered with plastic. And we couldn't I couldn't sit on the furniture. If I wanted, I need I had to uh, if uh, a matter of fact, uh, if I sat on the furniture and I moved the plastic, my grandfather had this long switch. It was like a, a horse, a buggy whip. I mean, it was like. Uh, it, re it reached it, it reached completely across the room. And if I start moving enough that that plastic came off this, that, that furniture, he would give me that. Give me that. Well, you know what? <laughs> that, that, I mean, like I said, it, they, didn't, they didn't worship it. But it was like, what good is the furniture if you can't uh, uh, use it? But see, this scripture says, for the love of money. And, and you know, I say this. And I share this with you. This is a spiritual truth. If you should, you should only love God and people. You should lack food. You should lack. It's not. It's nothing wrong with lacking cars. It's nothing wrong with lacking food. It's nothing wrong with uh, lacking an airplane. It's nothing wrong with lacking clothes. But to love anything other than God and people. There is a spiritual connotation to that, that if you love anything other than God and people, it will affect your faith. But I want you to know this. God loves you and me so much. He wants to give us our heart's desire. Until next time, this is Brother Leroy saying God loves you.